you very much, uh, Jack. Uh, and I'm uh, raising, rising to the challenge that we have uh, on time today. So this is a whistle-stop tour uh, of how to tech control uh, based on, as you heard there from Jack, uh, my upcoming book, uh, She's in Control. Um, and now this is a story uh, that starts uh, very much uh, with me aged four years old a couple of years ago. Um, and a young girl, a young uh, person, you know, someone who just entered into the world and was incredibly curious about the things that were around her, the way that they worked. Um, one of my earliest memories is of our VCR player that we had at home. So if any of you remember VCR players, we had them before DVD players that we had before Blu-ray that we have before Netflix. And I remember being fascinated by little cassette tapes and wondering, you know, how they were able to reliably show Timon and Pumbaa again and again, despite them not being on the sticker, on the Lion King sticker on the cassette tape. And so after taking apart a cassette tape uh, and not finding the answers I was looking for, I took about our VCR player, uh, player um, and uh, I'm very, very thankful that my parents didn't kill me. But that curiosity and that uh, sense of discovery and wanting to understand how things work, I didn't realise was me tapping into uh, technology uh, as I knew it, as it was there uh, in the 1990s. And this is a journey that of discovery, fewer things that I'm breaking uh, these days and taking apart, but a journey of discovery that has led me to many um, weird and wonderful spaces, whether that's uh, meeting Her, Maj Her Late Majesty, uh, the Queen at Buckingham Palace, whether that's appearing on Countdown as an arithmetician for a, a large number of uh, episodes uh, last year, or just actually having the podcast and writing things like this book. They're not all things that I would have imagined that I would, been, would have been doing, but by virtue of this exploration of tech, uh, it's something Something that has ended up happening and for me this is this has been a journey of also discovery and of, um, influencing what happens next which I wonder how often we get to reflect on the future um, on our legacy uh, but also the way that the decisions that we make today and the norms that we have now might influence what happens next uh, and I wonder those of you that are tuning in how often you've got to think ahead maybe 10 20 or 30 years beyond just maybe next year or tomorrow uh, or five years time on you know in your career or on the next big project that you're working on when you think that far ahead what is it that you imagine um this is a guardians of the galaxy s type scenario with uh flying cars and something that looks a little bit like the burj khalifa and can you really do a tech talk these days without talking about um ai and what the robots think uh the future is going to look like and i'll let you uh decide which of these is 20 years or which is 30 years into the future because apparently there's a difference between the two but i think it's always interesting and intriguing to understand a little bit more about what might happen next based on what we imagine now and actually the future maybe might feel far away Way, but there are clues as to what happens next that we can see across many of the tech trends we have today, but also our own imaginations. Now, this is something I get to reflect on uh, with audiences uh, fairly often, you know, the idea of Knight Rider and a guy called Michael in the 1980s talking to his car kit and being able to solve crime successfully with this car was but a science fiction but an idea but a part of someone's imagination that not too long afterwards has now become uh, a reality and there's so much of what we have now and what is created and this one weird and wonderful sometimes inaccessible world of tech that comes from imaginations but also the adding together of these different concepts and these ideas these tech trends like virtual reality autonomous vehicles or robots they're all big ways 
are big words that are often um, uh, ones that we fear uh, and ones that different folks fear, uh, but they're big words and big tech trends that are leading us to a future where we still haven't necessarily learned some of the lessons that have got us to this point. And this is what I get to explore across the book. You know, some of the things that we are au fait with, some of the things that have become part of our norm, like voice recognition technology, you know, haven't been able to take off for years because we've, uh, the folks that are building the technology haven't necessarily considered the fullness of perhaps uh, Scottish and Irish accents, which means that uh, something like Siri is still um, doesn't understand those with the fantastic Scottish or Irish accent. There's a great YouTube video called Two Scots in a Voice Activated Elevator. Spoiler alert, they go nowhere. Or whether it's seatbelts and airbags, which famously early iterations killed women and children, which was the opposite of what those engineers and technologists had been tasked with doing. Um, I love talking to audiences about periods, 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 the menopause and pregnancy, and the fact that every couple of years, the tech industry seems to discover the period for the very first time. We've often frustrating, if you want comical uh, effects. Most recently, four years ago, one huge health tech company uh, discovered the period for the very first time and built a period tracker that only lasted uh, 10 days, only allowed you to track 10 days. And I'll, I'll let you decide, I'll let some of you evaluate my, why that might have been a useful or not so useful thing uh, to have discovered four years ago and built four years ago with a lot of effort, having never ever spoken to someone Presumably never spoken to someone who's had a period before um, or even met anyone that's had a period before. And bottom right, this is an example from a tech company not too long ago, image recognition that's been able to successfully identify skyscrapers, successfully identify airplanes. Yes, they are cars. Yes, they are bikes. No, they are not gorillas. And yes, that is a graduation. And the solution to that as a tech problem is not to remove the tag gorillas from the image recognition technology. And so there's so much for us to learn, there's so much for us to engage with, but even more so, I think a lot of this uh, comes from um, lots of lessons that we haven't learned, but also an obscured history that we have, um, but that has been, there's a lot of erasure that we've seen of the stories of the people that have been before. And so the subheading in my book is how women can take back tech uh, with the implication that this is a space that actually lots of different people over the years to have created this version of the future that we're living with, living in um, with their imaginations, with their creations and with their involvement with technology. And so it's important in taking control and taking control and building technology that leaves the right kind of legacy uh, rather than leads us to the robot apocalypse to ensure that we are aware of these stories and we're understanding of the differences that we have across the world. And we're including that in the way that we make technical decisions. And that involves having non-technologists and those who aren't classically trained or haven't done their GCSEs age two um, in the way that we run the tech world and that we see it. Um, and so many of these, I'm hoping you recognize some of these faces, but if you do pick up the book, these are some of the stories uh, and women uh, and influential uh, people who, you know, we've got Wi-Fi here on this screen. We've got Kevlar um, who uh, we should be able to reflect on. And so I wanted to leave you a little bit of kind of, um, as you heard there from Jack Hatching, the book is incredibly uh, practical. So I wanted to leave you four things uh, for you to consider on your journey, on your technical journey, as you learn, you engage, and as you are alive in this version of the future. The first is to have a growth mindset about this. There's a lot to learn, there's a lot to have, but the point isn't to learn it all or to be the expert in all of the technology, it's just to have a growth mindset, to know more this week than you knew last week, more next month than you knew last month, more this year than you knew last year, and to continually maybe experiment with going just outside your comfort zone to see where the magic might happen for you in your life uh, uh, beyond your tech journey. 
Second is to see this as a series of experiments, as an iterative process, as something where you build, you try something out, you measure, and then you learn. And I think that's something for us to be able to lean into, even more so as non-technologists, that this isn't about getting it right the first time round, but it is about iterating, it is about having a direction of travel, and it's about experiments, which means that we don't always know what the right answer is going to be or the outcome is going to be when we begin. Thirdly, it's to ensure that we're intentionally including always rather than unintentionally excluding. And in the book, I'm talking about women, but also there are lots of different types of people and lots of different things uh, that make us uh, who we are, whether it's uh, a background in the arts, whether it's an appreciation for perms, as we have from Elle there in Legally Blonde, um, or whether it's actually just in the fact that a lot of the technology that we engage with is not used in one locale and in one society and by the people that we see and that we know, but it actually has um, influence way, way beyond where we are and who we are. And that takes me to my final point, which is to recognise and use your influence, not being classically trained, being an artist, being someone who felt like their maths lessons weren't fantastic, doesn't mean that there's not uh, anything of value that you can contribute to a lot of the technology that is shaping our lives, informing the way that uh, the world is at the moment. And so each of us has a sphere of influence. Each of us is able to uh, follow some of those other things, you know, grow, learn, iterate and experiment and actually really have an influence on this rollout of technology so that we're not um, at the whims, we're not at the beck and call, we're not at the mercy of technology in the way that it's being played out at the moment. And so that's uh, hopefully less than 15 minutes from me on how to tech control. I've got a newsletter out that folks can join as well if they'd like to hear maybe monthly ponderings on this and what it might mean for them. Thank you very much, Jack. Uh, and thanks for having me at all of this. I will see you all soon.